KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. More is less in Disney's live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast, so much less that this crazily cluttered venture in industrial entertainment betrays the essence of what made the 1991 animated feature a beloved classic. The preface of that version might have served as a warning. Don't be deceived by appearances, the selfish prince is told by an ugly old woman who is actually an enchantress, for beauty is found within. In the new film, beauty is sought and seldom found in glitzy surfaces. Enchantment is chased and never captured in extravagant set pieces that owe less to fairy tale tradition than to Cirque du Soleil grandiosity. Commercial success is probably assured, given the studio's marketing might and a global appetite for spectacle. The question is what's been lost and whether the loss was inevitable given the transformation of popular culture in the past quarter century since Belle and the Beast first touched each other's hearts. Whatever else it may lack, Disney's new live-action film, directed by Bill Condon, generates huge jolts of visual energy, beginning with a lavish ball that introduces the periwig pre-Beast prince. He's played by Dan Stevens. The prince's face is off-putting before the transformation with his peepers enhanced by glittery eyeliner, and it's peculiarly inexpressive after it because of clumsy special effects. Belle is played by Emma Watson, who isn't particularly charming and can't sing very well. The screenplay gives us a gay character in Le Fou, played by Josh Gad. He's the sidekick of the insufferable Gaston, played by Luke Evans and indicates that LeFou has amorous feelings for his master. The writing is serviceable, yet the film can't seem to keep track of itself and blurs its focus with a succession of missed moments and odd disjunctures. Every big production has its glitches, but the ones that afflict this beauty and the beast loosen the narrative connections, they dull the edges of the human drama, detach us from moments that should be pulling us in. Moviegoers may be nostalgic for the animated version because they were young and impressionable when they first saw it, but the film became a classic because it was, and still is, so remarkably good, so lyrical and impassioned, so clear and dramatically coherent, so powerful in its use of color, design, performance, and music, all tools of telling stories on the screen. Those qualities are missing here in a production meant more to be marketed than savored. And heaven help us if Disney takes the same crass approach to other animated treasures they've slated for live-action remakes. What's missing hasn't been permanently lost, though, and isn't incompatible with mega-budget live-action hybrid enterprises. Remember the wonders Disney wrought in its recent redo of The Jungle Book. The secret sauce is what it's always been, and an open secret. Showmanship and art blended with wisdom and loving care. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with reviews.
KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.